0: So you can hear what they've just said is you need to exercise. You need to do all sorts of things to be fit enough to take your bike and and, and ride to work. Or to do 18 holes or go on a tram for four or five days. You need to exercise your muscles. Muscles get stiff and they get lazy if we do not give them uh, time to practice and to get stronger. The harder you practice, the better you become. None of the things that Matt and Neymar and Heather and Marinda, none of the things that they do would be possible if they didn't practice. I'll say it again, the more you practice, the easier it gets. Now what does this all have to do with the Bible and why we are here today? Well an athlete, if he or she wants to be good, wants to be the best in something, some things need to be practiced. Some people are built like an athlete and they run faster without really even trying, or it doesn't take them so long to to run a marathon. But if they want to be really good, want to be better than they were yesterday, they need to practice. They need to have perseverance. They have to keep at it. You have to know what's good for your body and what's not. You have to know what makes your body better and stronger, or what makes it slower. For us to grow in our faith, as some people would say, to grow spiritually, there are certain things we have to do and certain things we should rather not. There are certain things that will help us grow in our faith and some things that will not. Growing in faith, having a spiritual life is like a race. We must manage ourselves just like athletes manage themselves, and we have to practice in a sense, to make our muscles, our faith muscles, stronger. We read in Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, we have all these great people around us as examples. Their lives tell us what faith means. So we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that will slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He's the leader of our faith, and he's the one who makes our faith complete. He suffered death on the cross, but he accepted the shame of the cross as if it were nothing because of the joy who could see waiting for him. And now he's sitting at the right side of God's throne. I want to read it to you again. We have all these great people around us as examples. Their lives tell us what faith means so that we too can run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that often makes us fall. We must never stop looking at Jesus, the leader of our faith. He is the one that makes our faith complete. We must do what is good for us. We must keep doing what is good for us and stop doing what is bad. And that might be something that needs a little bit of practice. Maybe over and over again so that we can grow and become people, the people God really wants us to be. And I'm sorry to say, but that doesn't always come naturally. Just like an athlete There might be some aspects of being a Christian that comes very easily, naturally, things that we like to do and we can easily do. But there will always be some aspects of faith that needs more practice, that needs more effort. And the more we practice it, the better we will be at it. The easier it will become to do the right thing, the easier it will be to be better people, to do the right things. There are some aspects of Christian life that God really wants us to do, and He wants us to focus on it and practice on it. We read in Galatians 5, verse 22, these are the things I want you to focus on. But the fruit of the Spirit produces in a person's life is love and joy and peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are no laws against these things. These things are things we should practice. Okay, so write these down in your book now, guys. There will be a little space for you. These are the things that we should practice doing. Love, write them anyway. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control. Do you have them? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. Now, parents and grandparents and partners and spouses, trying to create moments and spaces in our lives where we can grow spiritually is not always that easy. Life can get in the way of our efforts to grow spiritually. But sometimes, the only thing even more difficult to grow individually is to grow as a family, as a couple, as an extended family, as a whanau. There might be times where you as a mom or a dad or a cousin or an aunt or a friend or a grandparent have wished for moments to grow in your faith with your loved ones without knowing how or even how to start doing it. We want our families and who, who we see, the loved ones that we see, we want to see our moments that we are together as special. And we want to create moments where we can talk about God and worship together in a special way. But I know it's not always that easy. But I want to tell you, if we do not put in special effort, if we not consciously decide to create what I'd like to call faith-building time zones, we will easily fall into a habit of having no spiritual life together, having no spiritual time together. Richard Rohr said, we do not think ourselves into new ways of living. We love ourselves into new ways of thinking. We have to consciously decide to make an effort to build in these time zones in our lives where we can talk with our friends and families about the the things we believe in. So I have five things for you to do as, as a couple or as a family where you can... Really try and create faith-building time zones. The first thing is an activity. Some of the best times of family worship in a home can be where you put an energy into doing some sort of activity, which helps you build your faith. Like having a a Bible charade, picking something and then asking someone to act it out. You can try and make your own Bible quiz and look for lessons to learn from those things. If you have children of varied ages, then ask the older ones to to pick a game or make a game where you can talk about your faith. Having an activity, a planned activity. Singing. God loves it when we sing. When we sing, we draw closer to God and to one another. You don't have to be musically gifted. Put on a, a worship CD or, or search for, for music on YouTube and sing along with your children and your family. Do this in your car. Do this as you are busy preparing a meal when you eat together. I remember as a child, my dad would always play this, this dramatic church music when we were in the car. And, Saturday mornings. It would start at home, it's loud, dramatic music, and then we'd listen to it as we drive to church. And now that's one of my favorite memories as a child, and it's also something that I've started to do in our house on our long commute to the church on a Sunday morning. (laughs) When we drive anywhere on a Sunday, we love doing that. The third thing is a Bible reading. This is the heart of family worship. What your family needs more than anything else is to see you open God's word and read it with a believing heart. Some days it might only be a simple, short proverb, and some days you might read chapters from the gospel, but the word of God is a living and active thing, Hebrews 4 verse 12 says. The word of God makes us wise, 1 Timothy 3 verse 15 says. Reading is where we gain the power to transform and renew our hearts and minds. But now, set a time in your home where you can all do this and involve everyone in the same way. Let one person go and get the Bible. Let the other one pick where you're going to read from today or something like that. The fourth thing is discussion. Talk about When you're on your way to home now, talk about what you've heard and learned and what you, you query. Talk about how the truth applies to your life. Sometimes we are scared to ask our children, the young ones in our lives, to to ask their questions. We might feel that we won't know the answers. Bring them to church, those questions, and we can talk about them. Encourage them to ask questions. Again, get in the habit of doing this in your daily lives. When you are on a drive somewhere. When you're sitting around the dinner table, right before you go to bed, talk about it. And then the fifth thing is prayer. I must admit, this was not always one of my favorite things to do as a child, but we always made time to come together as a family and pray. And we all had this opportunity to also pray. We would thank God for His goodness and faithfulness. Taught to pray for those who are sick and were suffering, for those who are lost, and, and we thanked God for being a family and being together. When you are together as a family and you pray, pray for the church, pray for your family, and and for those people around the world who aren't as fortunate as us. Being spiritually fit will not happen overnight. It's just like you won't be able to run a marathon overnight. You have to practice it. You have to do it over and over daily, and so you will grow in your